Cloudy and 10 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. Friends and family have identified three up-and-coming young hockey players, including a member of the Edmonton Oil Kings, as the victims of a deadly car crash in Surrey, B.C. Caleb Reimer, Ronan Sharma, and Parker Magnuson died early Saturday when their car hit a tree. Adriana D'Alessandro says Reimer had a big heart. He was a very, very sweet guy. He was absolutely hilarious. One of definitely the funniest people I know. Always knew a way to make me laugh. Reimer was a first-round draft pick of the Oil Kings at signing with the team in 2019. More news in a moment, but first 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. In the northeast, watch for ongoing construction on Métis Trail at 80th Ave. In the northwest, there's a single northbound lane open on Sarcy Trail. Sarcy is closed at 34th Ave and 69th Street. Cal Tire and Brakes with brake packages starting at $299, including a three-year warranty. Cal Tire does the best job for the best price. Details at caltire.com. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. The United Nurses of Alberta is contesting the use of an emergency provision by AHS and is planning to file a grievance. As Global's Jackie Wilson reports, not everyone agrees the situation meets the threshold of an emergency. Susan Slade, a licensed practical nurse and VP at the Alberta Union of Provincial Employees, calls the move demoralizing. Right now, it's incredible the amount of um, hours that people are at being asked to work. Global News has obtained a letter from AHS Labor Advisor Rick Mann. It says AHS will staff ICUs, emergency departments and other units of highest need next week through redeployments and may require mandated overtime and some staff to cancel vacations. Edmonton and the South Health Zone are the areas most impacted. In response to the letter AHS says in a statement quote we are doing all we can to avoid the use of mandatory overtime or cancelling of pre-approved vacation time. Discussions about the need to utilize these options to ensure staffing needs are met will occur at the local level with operational leaders, staff and union representatives. Jackie Wilson, Global News. RCMP and Airdrie are hoping the public can help find a missing 19-year-old woman. Family and friends of Haley Smith say they have not heard from her in nine days, which is out of character for her, and police are concerned for her well-being. Smith is known to frequent Calgary as well as Airdrie. She's approximately 5 foot 6, 100 pounds, with distinctive tattoos near the eye area, and her hair color is blonde or reddish, but known to change from time to time. Anyone with information is asked to call RCMP or Crime Stoppers. Decision Canada on Global News Radio. The eighth day of the federal election campaign as the main party leaders found out across the country. Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole is in the West making an announcement this morning in New Westminster, B.C. Justin Trudeau has stopped scheduled on the East Coast, New Brunswick and PEI. Jagmeet Singh is in Toronto honoring a political titan whose success he's trying to replicate. Singh is marking the 10th anniversary of the death of former NDP leader Jack Layton. Green Party leader Enemy Paul is also in Toronto. In sports, CFL, Saskatchewan defeated Ottawa 23-10. They're still undefeated. The Argos handed the Bombers their first loss, 30-23. Global News SkyTracker weather. Partly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers, high 20. Tonight, a 60% chance of showers with a low of 9. Tomorrow, rain with a high of 11. Tuesday, sunny and a high of 17. It's 10 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we're running into the end of August here. One more show in a week. 
but that being the 22nd today, it's amazing how fast the summer has gone. It's crazy. But we've had some good rain, which has been nice. I call it kind of that was the million dollar rain for all the trees in the city. So which would be really, really good and uh, definitely beneficial to the grass. And I'm, I was really more concerned about the canopy around Calgary. Holy cow. It just uh, it's nice to see some water into some of those boulevard trees, the perimeter, and then the parks. Even along the river, walking along the river, the big poplars were wilting almost. Like it was getting really, really dry. But in your yard right now, if you if everything's looking good, you should start uh, your hydrangeas should be looking awesome. Your Carl Foresters will be getting those nice golden plumes on top. So. This time of year, we tend to sell quite a few carls. People going around asking what those are, but they're—I like them. They're a great feature plant because you, they give you that nice look through the summer, and then into fall, they give you that nice golden plumes, and they look phenomenal in masses. If you go down by Fort Calgary and sort of along that East Village and along the pathway along the river and all that, you'll see the city's actually done a really nice job there of just. And there's a great example of proper plants um, in masses in a, in a park. Like it doesn't need, they're drought tolerant, they do well. And it just gives it some winter interest so it looks great all the way through. And that's what I like about the Carl. I leave them going all, all the way through uh, the winter until early spring, cut them back then. And then they'll definitely just uh, come back up from the bottom I know I've had a discussion. I've had a couple other people who didn't realize that if you leave them, you get that beautiful winter winter feature. So, which is uh, uh, really really nice. Um, got another here. Just a text. Good morning. Would you please address the care needed for cannabis outside as long as possible? I've read articles that vary greatly on the lowest temperature they can survive. Yeah, they they cannot take very little frost, or if any, it gets. Uh, I would say zero minus one, possibly that's it. They don't. They do not take frost well, so you definitely want to cover them up. Mine are looking unbelievable right now, and again, as soon as the bloom starts fading, I just feel down the stem. On some of them, you'll see that there's a secondary bloom coming. If that's the case, just cut above the secondary bloom. If you don't feel anything, take it all the way down to the base. And uh, and that way, it'll just keep pushing more and more. Keep feeding them all your all your baskets and flowers and stuff. Twenty 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 or fifteen thirty fifteen. Get everything through the the last bit of summer here and into fall. And hopefully, our temperatures stay above that zero, so we don't lose those those great fall plants. And that's even like some of the perennials and stuff, like all the autumn joy sedum. All those ones are just starting to come into play right now and uh, and just starting to look good. Joe Pieweed. So then, and, and that's the key when you're doing your perennials in Calgary is making sure you know the time frame of when they're blooming and have them spaced in the garden properly. So, so that way you just don't get all color early on and then nothing for the rest of the rest of the season. So, Really important to make sure you do your planning that way. And uh, I, I try to, um, I'm a big fan of the echinaceas because I find in the summer I'm too busy. So I try to plan most of my flowers more for late summer, fall, like echinaceas, 
uh, hydrangeas, the coral foresters, and all that kind of stuff, and and get my color from my pots early on in the season. Canna lilies have performed very well. A lot of the big foliage plants this year have done really well with the heat that we have had, and and with the smoke that we've had as well. And it is important to uh, and a good thing we had that rain that rinse off the leaves quite a bit, gets that film off. Um, but if some of your plants are undercover, didn't get that rain, just hose the leaves down a bit. Take that uh, film and the smoke and stuff off any of the dust, and then especially going into the into the late summer, fall, any of your evergreens, um, go out with a uni nozzle. Give them all a really good hosing down. Get rid of all the dust and the bugs and all that in there. Even with the rain we had, they would still really appreciate that and uh, would be really important for them to to receive that kind of thing. And uh, we've got a couple of people phoning in today. we got Jen, of course, and she's going to let us know what's going on down there. She has all kinds of new and fun things going on at the Garden Centre. And then uh, Mark from Pruned It Up is going to call and just let us know about the, the deep root injections for fall feeding and what it does and why we should do it. And... Uh, and let us know everything for our trees and shrubs uh, on that on that field. So if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. You can give me a call at 403-974-8255. And that is the talk and text line as well. Or you can call 1-800-536-7770. And those are distance numbers. And I think Jen should be on the line. Is Jen... Oh, not, not quite on there yet. Okay. She should be giving us a shout here right away. And uh, she's probably just getting all set up. And uh, a couple of things I like to do at this time of year in the garden is is look for empty spots or missing color. And I'm definitely going to plant a whole bunch of that rutabecca. Um, I love those plants. Again, they, they were used. I don't know if you live up or if you're anywhere near the Cranston shopping center up top where the Sobeys and the Petro Canada and all that stuff is up there. But they have them in the parking lot and they just, they look phenomenal. Like they're just beautiful. Black eyed Susan, they just, um, the rutabec, just beautiful, beautiful plants. Great. Um, and, and again, if they do well in parking lots, that's usually a good sign that they should be able to survive in your garden without uh, with minimal care. Another one is those uh, the sandbar willows. They're really wispy up in Seton. They'd used them in the beds up there in the at the superstore, and they're really nice because they they give you almost a bamboo tropical look. And I know Terry um, in the tree lot at at Spruce. He he used them in some of the planters. Um, with canna lilies and he planted willows and things like that, it looks awesome. So, and uh, so those are a couple of things that you can use your willows for. But right now, I'll just take a quick break and then we'll get Jen hooked up after that. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Jen 
from down in the Trop House and spruce it up. Good morning, Jen. <laughs> Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great. You awesome. Know? Yeah? Yeah, feeling good, good. having a cup of coffee, Sweet. talking with Jen, talking about gardening, looking out my window. My hydrangeas are actually looking perfect right now. Like they're just, just pure white, looking really, really good. So, yeah, nice. not much to complain about. <laughs> so. And your lawn. You showed me a picture of your lawn as well. How beautiful yeah. and green and lush that is. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is looking really good. It's... Uh, I tried to stick on the program, uh, which I better <laughs> since uh, since I'm spruced it up. It's uh, it, and it, but it works right, and that's yep. it. It does look great, and uh, I've lowered my water consumption considerably from where where I was before years ago, and uh, and my grass looks pretty awesome. So uh, it's nice and thick. I did get a few daylight. I did say that um, this <laughs> this the first year, like in three years. Um, in my lawn, the first year I had some, the second year I had really nothing this year. I did get a few dandelions. They didn't really come up. They're all, they're just struggling in the, in the grass, mm. but I did go around. And I just spot sprayed them. I never, ever got a bloom on the dandelions. They nice. just were, they, you could just see them starting to come up a bit. Yeah. I'll blame my neighbors on that. Just on yeah. the green belt. <laughs> <Easier>. <laughs> no. Good job. Awesome. But a, a little bit of that, but, uh, Again, just uh, everything's looking good, and uh, I'm just talking about uh, those uh, those beautiful rutabagas I've seen. Um, just again, up at uh, up at the shopping centers, and that a lot of times are used in those areas. But man, th that's a great plant if you're looking for that color at the end of the season here, where you're just kind of you're you finally have time to sit out in the backyard, and you want something to just say, "Hey, that looks pretty good." Yeah, the the fall color. And you know what's interesting, too? I know that you've shown me pictures of Chris's work as well, and I've noticed myself in other yards. People, I know in the beginning, they think a lot of things are sparse, whether it's annuals or perennials or whatever when they're planting at the, in the early season, right? It's kind of spread out, and they're a little disappointed yep. because it doesn't look full. And But by now, you know, with some care, that's all the stuff. I've You know, I've seen um, petunias lining walkways and... And uh, and planter pots and um, it's just it's full it's gorgeous I think with a little bit of patience people need to remember too that it'll come right and then they get oh to absolutely enjoy it. yeah when I I when I did my planters because I ended up doing them a little bit late this year I was a, I think it was the second week in June when I planted mine and yep. I kind of took some of the, all the leftovers my my king tot I was like ah. Oh. It was either in the dumpster or to my planters, so it went to my planters. But un like they are so full, yeah. And like so, uh, so it this tells me again, like when when you are buying your plants and your perennials, obviously you want them looking good and healthy. But if you get one that's a little bit broken off or a stem, or especially your perennials, they're gonna just take and just go like crazy. Like you're yeah. gonna, you really perennials are your planting for your. Unless you plant them early in the season, but if you're planting them right now, you're you're doing this. You're buying a root ball. You're going to get a little bit of growth, but really, you're buying it for next year. Is yeah. uh, is the important thing to remember? So yeah, it's um, so true. Yeah. yeah. So what what else is exciting down there? You got your all your your beautiful fall plants are all coming in. The mums and all that. The mums are in. Um, I believe we have some kale still downstairs. We still have some purple leaf fountain grass. Um, we actually had that from the annual season, but it's it's just gorgeous right now with the plumes coming up top. So we've kept that for color as well. Um, 
Yeah, and some planter pots. I know they've been going, though, to kind of a mixed a mixture of grasses and some plants and some trailers. So we have some fall planter pots as well for the yep. for the annual color. Yeah, and then, of course, the perennials. We still have a decent selection and a very colorful selection of perennials. Um, I saw ladies leaving yesterday with these gorgeous hookahs. Those coral bells are the ones that are really nice, too, in terms of color because they're more known for their foliage. So if you want color all season, those are a great one to just have in your garden as well. And, and of course, I was talking about the Carl Foresters earlier. Those, I love, just add those into the garden. Yeah. You can almost add them with anything. They just give you that those statement. And if you're going to plant them in rows, sort of do three, five, or seven. But God. they look phenomenal in clumps. If mm-hmm. you're, like I was saying earlier, if you go for a bike ride or a walk along the East Village, along the River Walk in Calgary, by Fort Calgary and all that, it's it's gorgeous. Like They have them in masses down there. And it's That's unbelievable. Awesome. Like yeah. it looks so good. Stunning, so, stunning. Yeah. yeah. And then our tropicals and what about, as well. Yeah, tropos yeah. is uh, honestly it's it's never looked better. I don't think like going through there. Um, you guys have uh, knocked it out of the park, and well, thank uh, you. we've we've definitely become a tropical destination. I would say in Calgary now. So nice work on you guys and your team. And yeah, uh, the it's, team. It's looking so good. Thank, so. Well, we love it. We treat it like a jars, especially me. Well, all of us actually do. We're very, uh, we take care. We love it. They look beautiful, and we want people to be happy and successful at home. So we also like to take the time to talk about them as well. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to um, talk about negative stuff, but we did have someone, we, we brought in these Thai Monsteras, and we had somebody take one out of the pot like these are a $500 plant like a Thai constellation very good monstera and and uh, and uh, somebody who visited our store this plant accidentally got in their in their pocket yeah. or whatever but we and we're gonna have the footage which I, I really hate going through this whole rigmarole but it it, it, yeah. it just it kind of you wonder how does that person feel when they get home looking at their Thai constellation thinking oh I got this rare plant but I stole it. Yeah. So hopefully they feel good about that, and uh, and we'll go from there. And oh, karma, I know. Karma yeah. sucks. <laughs> well, thankfully, but, too, we have so many awesome people that come in and... and uh, absolutely. Right, and they just well, you, admire, and yeah. Yeah, no, sometimes you get those sad days, but yeah. uh, it's it's unfortunate, and uh, and we'll deal with that as we need to. But anyways, it, 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 it it's sad on that end of it, because... Mm-hmm. Um, um. Yeah. Anyways, well, let's move plant. on to that's more. Our, that's our baby. It's your right? baby. Someone we took do. your baby. <laughs> yes. It's. Uh, but we do have. We have others too. And one thing I just wanted to mention before we go, I I asked Jess to remind me of the name really quick. But the dragon jade is in store right now in a four-inch pot. And so some people that are fans of these plants will know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's a really um, unique-looking kind of succulent plant. Um, so come on into the old trap house. Jess can tell you all about it, um, so that's brand new in store right now. Yeah, and uh, and and if you are if if you're not following us on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, you really should. Um, yeah. Between uh, yourself, Lisa, and Jessica, um, you guys are just again killing it. We're seeing some great information. You're starting to do lots of information videos. Yeah. And and, fun. and really good stuff. I, you're seeing your lemon. Your cocktail one yesterday, the one with yeah. the lemon and the lime in the pot. Yeah. So great videos you you ladies are putting out and uh, and getting the information out to everybody. So 
really, really nice work and uh, kudos to you and your team and uh, and looking forward to seeing all the future stuff coming out. So thanks. Mark. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, AJ. Hey, you Take bet. Care. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. All right. And I'm going to go to a couple texts here because I do feel they're they're kind of important at this time. And uh, one thing is rabbits. Good morning, Merle. Can you please give recommend a good deterrent for rabbits? Hairs that are taken over the front and back lawns. They're urinating everywhere, which leave in huge yellow stains. Really, I haven't heard that much. I would assume you could use the, in your grass, if you're using our Green It Up lawn fertilizer with the dog spot prevent, I'm going to assume that the um, dog spot prevent would work on rabbit spot prevent as well. So I would use the Bobex for your plants. It's way better. At, in this, this texter had mentioned Critter Ritter. I just find the Bobex works way better. And it's nice because you can spray it right on the plants. It's unlike the plant skid, which works good if you're in an acreage for deer and that. But it's a blood-based product. And when you spray it, it comes out with a red tinge all over your plants. The nice thing about Bob actually, you can spray it right on the plant. It has a residual that just tastes really horrible. And it does smell a bit at first, So, but the smell doesn't stick around. It's just more for the taste. And it needs to be reapplied after heavy rains. But reapply it once a month sort of thing on normal. After a heavy rain, reapply it. And it works really, really well. Um, and for the rabbits, yeah, that's a tough one. And try and find some of the plants. We do label some of our plants that are um, more rabbit resistant. And uh, I don't know if anything is totally rabbit proof, but they are getting a little bit uh, out of hand. They, as they say, they breed like rabbits and they're all over the place. So that would be one recommendation is the is the greened up lawn fertilizer with the dog spot prevent if you're getting that in your grass and and do that would be great and that one's for angela so if you do that that would be great and uh thank you so much hopefully that helps you out and get your dog spot prevent and we'll just cross it out and put rabbit spot prevent <laughs> Um, hi, it's Betsy here. I have a wonderful bunch of canna lilies, I'm going to assume, or canna lilies. They seem to be withering. Is that normal? Yeah, if they're calla lilies, which I'm not too sure if you have cannas or callies because you, 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 you went cata lilies, but I'm assuming they're ca- calla lilies. They do um, wilt out, like in, even in some of the heat, and they only have a certain lifespan, and, and then they, they just kind of they flop over, unfortunately. So, yes, you will get that as well. And good morning. I have a patch of rutabacca in my yard, and they are very colorful. But they seem to attract little red aphids. I use pure spray green with limited success. And he said, when you use the pure spray green, and this is the biggest problem when you do use anything for aphids, you have to do it every five days for three or four cycles consistently because they're born pregnant and you have to get the eggs and then the next batch is right there and the next batch. Also, get your hose out. Give them just a hose down would work as well, would help out, and uh, and try that. But that should definitely help if you do that consistently. Give it that sort of every five days three, for three cycles consistently, and it should make a big difference on that. And here we got someone 
texted in from the States or their phone is just out of the States. Good morning. How do I transition my thriving Boston fern from outside to indoors when the weather gets colder? Well, Tippy, what I would do is I would give it a really good shaking if you have it in a pot or if you're going to transplant it, but just give it a really good shake. Um, give it a bit of a hosing down, and then I'd give it a spray of pure spray green the day before I was bringing it inside. And just do all that, and then just after that, you should have no issues bringing it inside. And I just like to shake anything out just for the dead leaves. Give it a good little cleanup, pull that out, and, uh, and that'll definitely help make it look a little bit better. And I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770. CHQR. Mostly cloudy and 10 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Jeff Smith. A 16-year-old player with the Edmonton Oil Kings is identified as one of three young hockey players who were killed in a crash in Surrey, B.C. early yesterday. Caleb Reimer is being remembered by a friend as funny and big-hearted. He was a first-round draft pick of the Oil Kings in 2019. Communities northeast of Calgary are collecting donations for a well-known family. After a 9-year-old boy was killed and a 14-year-old seriously hurt in a crash Thursday, the Eddie Veen family are business owners in Iracana. No one was hurt in a fire at an auto recycling facility in southeast Calgary last night. Fire crews arrived to the site on 12th Street Southeast to find a lot of smoke and flame, but the fire was confined to a scrap pile. Partly cloudy today with a 30% chance of showers, high 20. Tonight, chance of showers, low 9. Rain at 11 tomorrow, Tuesday, sunny with a high of 17. It's 10 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403 nine seven four eight two five five love to hear from you and right now we do have gloria on the line and we'll go to gloria good morning gloria good morning Merle. um you know i've been a gardener for a long long time and i've never had this problem um we've got corn and and about oh nine ten um stalks have turned brown like the where the the cob is attached to the stem and yeah. it, it's turned brown and and the and the cob is rotten like the whole thing rots hmm. do you have any uh, do you do you fertilize or do you uh sorry irrigate the like yeah, are they getting do. watered we use uh um canal water and okay. and we have a a really heavy-duty sprinkler that hits the the things, and I'm just worried about that because I think yeah, maybe the, only the water thing, has gone in. Yeah, that could be. Depends how much if you're watering over top a bit too much. Sometimes it can get in there and, and cause some rot like that. Yeah. Um, I was going to think if you weren't irrigating, they just dried up because I did see a bit of that even in mine at home. Like I was growing some in a pot, and then a couple times they did get too dry. And half the cob kind of dried up and shriveled up, and they kind of looked like they rotted. Well, this is definitely rotten. It even has a smell to it. Okay, I would say probably too much water over top. Yeah, probably. Would be my guess. Can I ask another question? Of course. Um, we have um, um, those little black beetles. 
you know, those jumping yep. tiny little black beetles, they cover my cruciferous plants like um, the kale, the rutabaga, the, the cabbages. Like, they're horrible. I've been using soap and water spray on them, and then I've added some um, uh, rubbing alcohol. And I don't know. They're just... They're just I, I would try try pure spray green would work good. And is this on veggies? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you were saying your kale and all that. So I would definitely use pure spray green. Oh. I give that a try. Okay. It's a pharmaceutical-grade mineral oil. Okay, I have some. Okay. Yeah, so use that. I never even thought to do that. Okay. It's It actually, it's registered. It, it does quite a few insects it's actually kind of a it's a great product and it, it's pretty safe so I, I i do use it for lots of things so like it does powdery mildews it does lots of insects scales beetles mealy bugs all that kind of fun stuff wow okay all right i'll try that all right give that a try and hopefully that will help okay. and uh and keep you on the right track and get your because it is frustrating i've noticed that right now our kale at, at my house too and my raised bed just got demolished like it was just overnight all of a sudden some caterpillars came in beetles and just chewed everything right down to the ground almost so yeah. it's uh and i don't have enough to recover so we just pulled it out of the ground and it was uh they were done and they just came overnight almost so it's so if i cut them do you think like cut them down do you think they'd come back the, the kale? um I guess it's worth a try. We're getting a little bit late in the season, but yeah. nice thing is the ground's nice and warm. There's lots of good root system. Um, if you did, I'd definitely add some fertilizer. I'd go like a 20-20-20 or something like that, try and get some growth up top. Okay. So. Cool. Thank you. Give that a try. That's all you can do is try. and Because uh, a lot of times when things get chewed off, they'll just sprout right back up. So give that a shot. Okay. Thank you. All you bet. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Got a few other texts that I can do as well. And what else? Okay. And actually, why don't I go to Mark right now? And he is going to fill us in on what we should be doing on our trees and shrubs. We'll chat with him a little bit, take a little break, and then we'll come back with Mark as well. Good morning, Mark. Hey, Merrill. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm great. Just uh, enjoying here looking at my uh, my lawn. My lawn is looking so great now. Um, when I came back from holidays, uh, my mom was staying at the house here, and uh, she didn't have the opportunity to water as, as often as we usually do. Yeah. So, so started the water a little bit when we got home, and uh, then we got that rain, and now everything is just greened right up. It looks so fantastic. Yeah, it kicked, kicked in. I know... Uh... I said, if you're you're parking that greened up truck in front of your house, we got to get your lawn looking good. So we got to get you on the program. <laughs> yeah, you know, it definitely looks great. I I know that my neighbor's having some issues with his lawn, and um, because I'm south facing, usually mine's not the greatest. But this year, it just looks fantastic. Yeah, it does make a big difference. So you're heading into the fall season here, where you you start up the fall program for the trees and shrubs. And so what do you what do you got going with that? Well, um, so so here on September 1st, we're going to start the deep root injections here for fall. Uh, just kind of get everything ready um, for going into winter. 
So we always like to uh, to do the root feeding so it uh, can aerate the soil um, and give it a last little boost here to uh, just to get everything prepped and and ready for our harsh winters. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we have to say the bad word, right? the winter word, because it is coming, unfortunately. Yeah, and, it's uh, scary to think it's already going to be September here. Yeah, no, I'm not looking forward to that at all. But it is what it is at this point, and we yeah. and we do what we can. Let's enjoy the summer. So, so what else you got? You got a special going. I know it's our 15th anniversary, so you guys yeah. decide to, you're going to run a little special. What do you got going on? Yeah, so because of the 15th anniversary at the store, we're we're going to do 15% off uh, the deep root injections. Um, if people have already signed up for it, they'll still get that promotion as well. Um, yeah, we just want to try and make it. You know, a little little more affordable for everybody to get on this program because you do notice a huge difference. You know, your trees are more vigorous, the leaves are brighter. Um, you know, it's just the best way to help uh, prevent pests and disease is just by making everything good and healthy. And your trees are more lush. Like like you, I know you didn't do it before uh, your trees, uh, and then you started, and, and you notice a huge difference. Oh yeah, when we started up the green up tree service through 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 the prune it up, I wasn't doing it, and I don't want to sound like an infomercial. It kind of sounds yeah, whatever, Merle. But it, it it's true. My willows had all those spots on them and everything two years ago, and a little bit last year because it was the first second year I did it, and now this year, my my willows. I know I sent you a picture of it. And you go mm. like it, like. Honestly, I can't even see through them. They become so thick, and I have no, none of those spots on the leaves. Um, it, they just became really, really healthy, and they look great. So I, I'm, I'm I'm a true believer in the feeding program of it, and that's the spring. And it's not going to happen overnight. It, it, like I said, with me, it took a year and a bit, and mm-hmm. now I got the I'm getting the full effects of it, and and they are looking really, really good, and just super healthy. And honestly, my potted that weeping willow beside it which we get a lot of people asking i want that weeping willow that they see in bc um and what what is it a lot of people always thought it was the weeping birch which we are Mm. having a lot of issues with here in calgary but we have the prairie cascade app or a prairie cascade willow and so i planted that uh two years ago as a five gallon tree and it's almost a 50 mil already like it just it just looks unbelievable in the growth. So, and I know we're going to start pushing a lot more of the of the five and ten, fifteen, twenty gallon plants, and and getting away from some of the caliper because I'm just finding that they it's a lot more money, obviously, for a customer to buy the caliper tree, but they just take a couple years longer to root in and and then start shooting off the big growth in comparison to a potted tree where the next year you're getting that good growth and in two or three years it can almost catch up to some of that bigger stuff but the bigger ones still need that place like if you're looking for that instant privacy where you gotta block out something that just doesn't look great or whatever but i I am i'm becoming a bit more of a believer to start a little bit smaller and it roots in and it'll catch right up so and with your fur it works awesome yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And if you, you do get on the program, you will notice a catch up uh, super quick. It's a it's a fantastic product, you know, with with the that stimulates the roots. Uh, just uh, it, it just makes such a huge difference. 
Awesome. So you'll be out there doing that soon. The boys will be doing that. So that'll be, that's exciting to get that truck out rolling and, and doing all that. But you're also at this time of year, what kind of pruning are you guys still, are you seeing lots of black knot this year? Um, yeah, we're seeing still quite a bit. Um, big one this year has been fire blight. Um, I think with, with the heat and the, the lack of moisture that we've had, we're, we're coming across that quite a bit. So oh, really, okay. Yeah, whenever we're noticing that, um, you know, we got to get that cut out as quick as possible, and uh, and then again boost the health by by fertilizing. Um, we're finding a lot of uh, columnar aspens. Um, the leaves are very chlorotic, um, and that's just lack of iron in the soil. So again, deep root injections to to help get that turnaround. It, it takes a couple applications, but you can really make the difference but yeah yeah it has good trace elements and i know we've had a few callers the last couple of weeks talking about chlorotic plants so so anyways if you if you want to sign up you can go to our spruce it up web, website and uh, click on the on the fertilizer tab there and uh, get signed up and take advantage of the of the anniversary special so all right well thanks mark for calling in and uh, enjoy the week and uh, we'll talk yeah, to you enjoy, soon enjoy vegas <laughs> yeah thanks man but, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I got a, a quick text here. My 10-year-old Evan's cherry is suckering. Well-watered, um, spruce up flowering fertilizer. Starting to get some suckering. So what I would do, just looking at, at your at your tree, I would make a bigger tree well around the tree for one point, and and on the suckering, um, you can use a, a product. And I'm just double checking; it's it's called Roundup Advance, and uh, and you can use that on those suckers as they're coming up. And you shouldn't use the regular Roundup; it's the Advance, and you can use it. Um, you kind of use it once a week, and it it's not as 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 a systemic as the other one, but it works really well to get rid of some of those suckers. Another thing is just water your lawn a bit more around the tree. When it starts suckering up, it's just getting um, it just it tells me that it's probably running a little bit dry. So do a nice on that beautiful cherry tree, and uh, do it like a three or four foot circle. Put some bark mulch in there; it'll look awesome. And that will definitely help prevent some of the suckering as well and just get a little bit more water closer to the tree and it should make a big difference. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to see if Jarrett's there. Good morning, Jarrett. Good morning. How are you, Merle? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm doing well as, as, uh, as can be today. It's a beautiful day <laughs> out there. It's a perfect day on a Sunday. Nice, cool, great gardening day before the rain gets work done, and uh, and then sit back and just watch the rain hit it later on. Exactly. So, Merle, I sent you. I sent a text earlier with a picture of a, what I thought was a dogwood tree, but you corrected me, uh, saying it's, yeah, a, it's a Yes. Yeah. And so I've I've noticed, you know, just the other day, all of these like the leaves are in rough shape and. I've noticed that those they've got that red, bright red. Yeah, they get that little cyst, and it looks like cedar apple rust, and that sort of gets when you have junipers planted close to the hawthorns, you'll get that, and sometimes okay. you'll get a big gooey red thing 
on your junipers, they get the opposite. So they they each get they each get something from hanging out from each other. So uh, so on the on the on the hawthorn, one thing that will help just again good watering, get it nice and healthy. Um, our deep root feeding program definitely helps with that kind of thing. And and uh, if you want to do it yourself too, you can buy the fertilizer as well. But just getting it nice and healthy really helps fight those kind of things because you don't necessarily want to remove the the junipers and stuff that are close by. And right. if it gets really bad, you can – and you, I know you said you sprayed some fungus. I would do that earlier on in the season before you see it happen. So when they're fully okay. leafed out, maybe at that point you want to give it a shot of that copper spray. Okay, that sounds great. And unfortunately, the junipers are my neighbors, so – I can't really, <laughs> I yeah. can't really remove those from his property. No. so we'll have to learn to live with this. No, and that's it's something that it, it, we all have to like. You're, you're going to see some of those plants, and in Calgary, we we it's hard to get perfect leaves between our hailstorm, our temperature variations. Even like when it goes from plus thirty to to just plus ten, that's hard on the leaves, right? They almost expand and they shrink. And then the smoke, and then also we got a rainstorm goes through. We had a little bit of hail at the store um, last two nights ago. I didn't realize, like when I came in yesterday morning, I just looked out the side of the gutter, and there was a pile of hail sitting there. It wasn't lots, but it was just little pellets. And uh, so it's uh, it, it, it's tough in Calgary. So what, all best thing we can do is get our trees nice and happy. Get them on a good watering program, fertilizer program, and then they'll be able to sustain themselves through those things. And then just a couple, so a couple of follow quick follow ups. One, uh, so is this is this going to be like is this a destructive disease that will kill the tree? But if at no, this point, no, like, it won't kill it. No. Uh, but okay. if you start seeing it lo- like larger amounts, I definitely prune it out. I would do that copper spray, like I said early on. It's right. just more aesthetics, but the best way to fight it is is just get that hawthorn help healthier. Okay. And then, yeah. well, as I'm as I'm trimming these leaves off, I'm noticing on some leaves there's these slug-looking creatures uh, as well. Now, is that just best with that pure pure spray green insecticide yeah. to cover that off? Uh, yeah, and even if you just right hose now? it off. Yeah, even if you hose those okay. off, that that'll definitely help. Just get the uni nozzle out, give them a good hose okay. down. And like I said earlier, I would do that to a lot of my trees and shrubs right now. Just just wash washes all the dust off, just like us after a dusty day out, feel outside working, getting in the right. shower. How good you feel after? Our, our yeah. trees are very similar to us. They they appreciate those uh, nice showers in the on days like this, and and it's a perfect day to do it because you don't have the sun beating down on it. Give it a good shower, and uh, and it'll be very appreciative. Exactly. Hey, well, uh, thanks very much, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks. Yeah, I'm off to Vegas, so I got to go down. We got a gift show we're going down, so we'll see how that is down there. (laughs) It should be an adventure. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. All right. Thanks, Jared. Bye bye. Bye. All right. And where I'm at for time, I should probably take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I'm going to chat with Audrey. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning. Um, how can I help can you? Can you tell me how to get rid of an anthill? An a, anthill. Uh, yeah. In a, uh, at the base of a um, blue spruce. Uh, it's in the uh, 
the cones or the uh, needles, you know, that are falling. Yeah, yeah, they kind of love that area because it's, it's kind of protected from the water, and it's yeah, not oh, too it's wet. Yeah, a wonderful spot, I think, for them. But anyway, <laughs> any chance to get rid of them? Um, yeah, you can get. Uh, there's a couple of products you can use. We have a couple of sprays that you can use, like a, a like an ant dust as well. You can put in there uh, a product called Ant Out. I've taken boiling water and just pour it in there. Um, depends how big of a anthill it is. Um, some people have had very good luck with that. So, how about? I thought I heard you say something about putting a pot of. Yeah, you could you could definitely try the ant hotel, which is actually a lot of fun. So you get yourself a nice, um, larger, dark colored pot of some sort. A good nursery pot works good. Fill it with soil. Yeah. And then you just put that right beside the anthill. And, and a lot of times with the holes on the bottom, make sure it has a, like a nursery pot with the holes so that way they can get in there. Yeah. And, oh. and and then they tend to move there because it's warmer. So, Okay. So and boiling water can, or? Yeah, or ant out. Is a, There's a couple ant products out. you can use, like an ant spray. There's a, there's a liquid and a granular form. Uh-huh. Um, or the boiling water. Or you could definitely try the 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 ant hotel method and okay. see if that works out for you. Already, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. And I got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Mainly sunny and 10 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. Defense Minister Harjit Sajjan says Canada will work tirelessly to evacuate people from strife-ridden Afghanistan, quote, for as long as it is safe to do so. Speaking at a news conference today, Sajjan said the challenging security conditions in Kabul are changing rapidly, even by the hour, but Canadian personnel are doing everything in their power to get people to safety. The news conference comes after government officials confirmed Canadians had evacuated 106 more Afghans from the Kabul airport on Friday and brought them to a safe third country. Friday's flight was Canada's second out of Kabul since Afghanistan fell to the Taliban last weekend. Immigration Minister Marco Medicino. Our armed forces are back on the ground coordinating closely with our coalition partners and boarding passengers are as quickly and as safely as possible while performing with great courage. Mendocino says Canada and its allies have a 13-nation air bridge agreement that allows for people headed to Canada to board allied flights and vice versa. Seven Afghan civilians have died amid more chaos as the Taliban takes over the country. The British military says the deaths occurred as a panicked crush of people tried to enter Kabul's international airport. The airport has been the focal point for thousands trying to flee the Taliban who swept into Kabul a week ago. Three young up-and-coming hockey players have been identified by family and friends as the victims of a crash early Saturday in Surrey, B.C. One of them, 16-year-old Caleb Reimer, was a first-round draft pick of the WHL's Edmonton Oil Kings. Adriano D'Alessandro was a friend. He was a really, really good guy. He had a really, really big heart. He cared so much about his family and his friends and his teammates and hockey. Reimer, Ronan Sharma and Parker Magnuson were killed when their car crashed into a tree. The communities of Acme, Bicycle, and Iracana are rallying around a family touched by tragedy. On Thursday, a side-by-side and an SUV collided on Highway 575 northeast of Calgary. A nine-year-old boy died and his 14-year-old brother was seriously hurt. 
Shannon Fox is spearheading fundraising efforts to help the Edivine family. She says they are integral to the community, running a business in Iracana and supporting the agriculture sector. They run a very, very well-known business in the area, um, as well as their children are on sports teams, um, community support, community-minded people, and this is just a tragedy for them. She adds their business was already hit hard during the pandemic, so they need financial support now more than ever. The Calgary Hitmen have unveiled a new jersey, and as Global's Courtney Davidson reports, it's meant to celebrate people who make their communities better. It's meant to be gifted to someone as a thank you. This, according to manager of Hitman Business Operations, Rob Kerr. In a press release, he says it's for the neighbor who takes care of the old couple down the block, for the coach who spends a few extra minutes helping a youngster throw that perfect pitch, or for the nurse who always has a smile on their face, no matter how many patients they've seen. Landmarks and neighborhood names are featured on the white jersey with touches of red, copper, and black. The unique jersey is available for purchase online with a price tag of about $157 until September 3rd. Hitman players will wear the jersey during Sunday Funday home games this season with its debut October 3rd against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Courtney Davidson, Global News. In sports, CFL, Saskatchewan over Ottawa 23-10 to improve to 3-0. The last undefeated team, Winnipeg, lost to Toronto 30-23. Global News Skytracker weather. Partly cloudy today, chance of showers, high 20. Showers tonight with a low of 9. And rain tomorrow with a high of 11. It's 10 degrees at 10.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to, um, I think it's Brent. Good morning, Brent. Hello? Hi, Brent. Oh, sorry, yeah. Brad. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I can't that's read my enough. own writing. <laughs> I just called way worse. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, I know that feeling too, so I'll take whatever. Uh, all right, Brad, sorry about that. I was just looking at my writing. I go, that is brutal. Um, no, okay. no worries at all. Thanks for taking my call. We've got uh, these are our zucchini has been unbelievable this year. It's yep. produced like crazy. We're right next to it is uh, is our squash, and it was a little slow, but now we've got huge plants and nothing coming off them. Okay, and are like, you getting no, blooms no on those? Yes. Yeah, we're getting blooms on them, but you I mean I'm worried? Are you, now do you have? Are you getting any bees or anything or? You might want to help with the pollination. So just you'll see some of them have the like a ball on the bottom of the bloom and some yep. that don't. So just if you get a brush or a Q tip or something, just go into the one without the without the knob, rub all over it, and then take it in and then rub it inside the bloom with the other one. Okay, and the just one with help the knob with some is, is the male or the or the female? Yeah, is that what it female and that's where it'll produce the fruit. Okay. Is it too late now, or or you still think we? It's going to be. Of- it, it, well, it really depends on our weather, right? And we've been getting great falls yeah. lately, so we we still like, we still have, and the ground's nice and warm, so we're getting lots of growth on everything right now. So, when, did you plant these late in the season, or or was it just just slow? Well, we 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 you know we got caught by that snow there. Uh, on the long yeah. weekend, and then and so we planted a little bit after that. So I don't know if you consider that later, later than what we normally would, I guess. Eh? Like a few yeah. weeks after that, or a week. 
See, and that could be part of it too. You're just you're just behind a bit because I know, but the growth you will get like in the heat, um, and as long as we don't get a frost, so just be prepared with a frost blanket or something like that because the zucchinis and any of the squash and that take little or no frost at all. Because yeah. um, I know Terry out at the tree lot, he has uh, pumpkins growing in a bunch of our tree holes. And they're just going absolutely crazy now. And at first I thought, hey, those pumpkins look a little bit small. They're not going to amount to much. But honestly, in the last couple of weeks, they've just, they're massive. Like they're bigger than basketballs now. Wow. We've got so the they're same. just And the pumpkins are unreal. They're coming like crazy. Yeah. Just your squash, eh? Our, yeah. Just squashing our, the tomatoes just a touch. We've got, we've got the, the covered uh, uh, garden box on the tomatoes. Okay. And we've got some coming, but we've got a ton of blooms and nowhere near so as many. Do you, uh, yeah, do you open them up? Do you open up the covered box all the time, or? Yes, most like most days, but at night now when it's getting cold down to, you know, like six, seven, or whatever it is at night, we'll close it for the night. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I just got your text. I was saying, make sure you're feeding them fifteen thirty fifteen, and then make sure they're getting lots of sun as well like and it's hard if the box is already there but if they're in a good sunny location you should be getting especially if you're getting the blooms and then you just need the pollinators to to help you out with that and the and the tomatoes like last year we didn't touch them we got tons like we were packed and this year in the same spot yeah same spot okay which is kind of weird yeah, I think it, sometimes the, you got the covers uh well we have the, the covers but you mean their sun gets through you mean the the sheer covers but sometimes i wonder if uh it didn't get with all that heat if you had it on too long in the morning or something that absolutely it could have affected yeah, the blooms they, a little they bit, do right? love absolutely you could burn them out almost um and they need to be exposed just to get the pollinators in there as well so and tomatoes they they can go down to the to the plus two plus three no problem so i would just leave them wide open i wouldn't cover them up okay. and uh just just leave them open and uh, and just let that air get in there, and hopefully get some pollinators in here, and you can still get. Because I've had tomatoes right through right till the end of September, no problem. So, oh, okay, so we don't have to worry about as long as it doesn't freeze. Yeah, yeah. Just watch the when you get to the minus one, then you got to then I'd cover them up. But anything below that, in the tomatoes that are there, it just adds to the sugar content and gets them nice and sweet. Same with any of your your zucchinis and your squash and all that. I love picking them more in the morning because then they're they're a lot more sugar content in them because they're a yeah. little bit cooler. So, yeah, okay, give that a That's try. All righty. Okay, and then I was going to ask you. Uh, we got some of your. I heard you speaking about uh, the fertilizer. We were down to your shop. And we had uh, finally got down there from Northwest Calgary, and uh, it was great. We bought some of the fertilizer, and and you were speaking about the fact that is that. Uh, uh, it'll prevent uh, urine spots from animals and stuff. Or, or were you talking well, it about helps. Else? Yeah, yeah. No, it will. It doesn't really help prevent it. it. It helps recover because the fertilizer that we have, the greened up lawn fertilizer, it has a high middle number, so it really produces a thick, thick root system. So if you do get the odd dog spot, it can recover from it really quickly. But if you use that and dog spot prevent, it's a urine neutralizer. And if your dogs typically, which most dogs they tend to go in one sort of spot, 
Um, and then if you use that dog spot prevent in that area with our lawn fertilizer, you, you don't get any spots because the, the product from the dog spot, it adds the neutralizer into the soil. So you never get the burns. Oh, okay. So and that wor- dog spot so prevent works. Is, just, is a granular? It's just a. Yeah, it's a granular. Okay. Each bag covers 250 square feet. Okay. And, and you, you just apply it three times a year with our fertilizer and you will not get any green spot or any dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Excellent. Thanks very All much. Right. Thanks for, Have a good day. Yeah. Thanks for going, Brad. Appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I think I got time for one more. I'm going to go to Steven. Good morning, Steven. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, can you hear me? Absolutely. How can I help you? Uh, I pick up a lot of, uh, tomatoes from uh, seniors gardens and because uh, they can't bend down they bend down they fall uh, yeah. and uh, there's been an argument ever since uh, time immemorial on how we store the uh, picked tomatoes some put mm-hmm. them in a dark cupboard some put them in the freezer I was wondering if you knew the best um, way to keep them I, yeah if you're trying to green them are you trying to get them to ripen or are you no, trying are you, to slow down the ripening? Okay, then I'd wrap. A lot of people wrap them in paper, and just keep them in a cool, dark place, and okay. then bring them up and expose them to the sun when you want okay. them to ripen up. Okay, uh, and uh, quickly, uh, the uh, concoction that I make for ants is uh, uh, three spoons of borax, uh, one spoon of uh, icing sugar. And yep. uh, you uh, put that uh, in or around or on top. Uh, they will eat the uh, powder. Uh, the sugar will attract them. The borax uh, will kill them. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that one a few times. So, um, And again, with any of the homemade concoctions, make sure you're careful with it. And... Uh, and uh, and make sure you're and uh, and and borax in your talk. It's the one that people use for their laundry, right? Is that exactly the one? exactly? So it's yeah. it's clean and environmentally friendly. It's uh, forgive me. It's cheaper than stuff you buy at the store. And uh, <laughs> well, you know the seniors no, I do with they're absolutely. on fixed income, no. so they can't go and buy a no, small I, something for. And, and I'm all for, and that's why I do recommend people hose off their trees a lot of times to knock the bugs off. And because I, I don't like spraying just for the for the hell of spraying, right? I kind of like to. There's some natural ways we can do it. I've just seen some really bad concoctions come out of people's home remedies, and uh, especially when you start using vinegar and some of the other things with uh, for the weed control, because it can it. Some of the vinegars are really corrosive, but I, I've heard good things. I've, I've lots of people say about the borax and uh, and the icing sugar, so that's a good I'll one to try out the for the weed control. The way I do it is I pick the what you call weed, which is sold as an herb and a tea. Dandelion, yep. make tea yep. out of it. It is excellent. If you don't use any pesticides or chemicals on your garden, Absolutely. you pick these and you make tea out of it. And it is, you go to any of the health food stores to buy the same item that you call weed, 
the dandelions, yeah. it is extremely expensive when it's right yeah. growing in front of you. Yeah, Provided no, absolutely. You don't spray it. Yep. No, and I've I've seen a lot of that, and I've seen even some of them. They're putting it into capsule form, where people have harvesting dandelions and uh, and doing it like uh, into a capsule. So appreciate that. Thanks, Stephen. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Good to hear from Stephen. And I know he'd mentioned that before, and uh, and I don't disagree with that. Dandelions. If you can get some of that natural stuff try we gotta take a break if you'd like to join me phone lines are wide open 403-8255 let's talk gardening on 770 chr Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. Right now, I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning, uh, Merle. Can you hear me? How can me? I help you? Absolutely. Uh, I'm backtracking a bit here, but what was the name of that roundup that won't that'll kill my suckers and not the tree. It, it, it's Roundup Advance, and I just want to double-check. I'm just trying to look on uh, – it's from one of my other garden center friends. Okay. He had tried it, and he did a video. So I'm just trying to make sure on that one, but it, it's called Roundup Advance okay. is the one that I'm looking for. So um, try that. And, okay, uh, I, I, I was – I almost tried the straight stuff, and then I thought, no, I'll kill that tree. <laughs> yeah, I've used it a bit on it, on some of the bigger trees, on smaller suckers. It's fine um, if you just paint the leaf because you're not putting enough on that's going to go back to So that's to, what I do. I hurt. paint the leaves. Yeah. Okay. And for the most part, that that's fine, and it just more or less burns it. You're not going to put enough on there okay. that's going to, to uh, get much. in. And, already? Thanks, you're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Bart. Good morning, Bart. Or Bert. Sorry, Bert. Yes, good morning, Merle. Good morning, Bert. Uh, how can, uh, I, how I, can I help I, you? Two questions for you. Uh, first is diatomaceous earth, which I have had a bit of luck with on cabbage and kohlrabi and so on in the yeah. past. But this yep. year, it uh, I pounded it to it and... Uh, my poor old cabbage patch produced about 10 pounds of cabbage, which I eventually butchered just because there was no hope for it, and uh, I didn't want to feed those green monsters any longer. And um, <laughs> any thoughts on diatomaceous earth and how good it should or should not be? Well, it, it, it's pretty good. It's a really it's more like a sharp sand, right? Yeah. So, so you mix it into the soil. A lot of times, it's like when you get your ant out or some of the ant dust, that's all it is. It's it's diatomaceous earth. So you can either buy it in the bigger containers of diatomaceous earth or in the in the containers that are called ant out. It's basically the same product. I've heard lots of good luck with it. I've never really used it myself, I'll be honest. Um, I, but I've had lots of people tell me how well it works. They, they swear by it. I know horse people use it. Um, they sprinkle it into the into the into their horses, almost rub it on their skin, you know, like when they get some of those bugs and stuff like that. So it's uncomfortable yeah. for that. So um, 
it, it's more of a it, again, but you got to be very careful using it. Um, you don't want to spread it when it's really windy because if it ever gets in your eye, it, it, it causes it wreaks havoc into your eyes because it's just a sharp, sharp dust. It's almost like little mini pieces of glass. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. which is why it yeah. Works, so apparently. like I said, I, I yeah, it cuts them when the when the when the little critter goes by and it slices them. So yeah, it didn't cut didn't cut very well this year, I'm afraid. But in any event, as okay. I say, I have had luck with it in the past, but this year those uh, white uh, moths just kind of took over and it didn't work. Maybe it was the warm weather and it didn't. Uh, yeah, and I think that that to me would work more when they're in the when they're in the in the caterpillar stage or the larvae stage um, yeah. before they right. go into the into the moth stage. So yep. maybe yep. You, we, maybe just a little bit later this year or something like that. I'm, I'm not too sure either. But yeah, typically most people have fairly good luck with it. Um, there is another product called BTK. Um, mm -hmm. It's an organic OMRI certified product that works really, really well on leaf hoppers and any of the caterpillars or or things like that as well. Oh, good. I'll look for it. All right. Uh, second question. Um, my lawn, of course, like everybody else, has took a beating this year. And uh, the only thing that seems to do well, and of course it thrives on weakness of the grass around it, is quackgrass. Is there such thing as a product that's selective for quackgrass so that you can use it in no, your lawn? Not in Canada. Yeah, not in Canada. There's a couple in the States that they have. Um, the best thing to do is if you got a lot of quack grass is just round up out those areas and either resod it or reseed it. Okay. Um, yeah. One product that does work really good is get it nice and healthy. Like if you're using our green it up lawn fertilizer, it makes your grass way thicker and and Kentucky bluegrass, which is 99% of the grass that you see in Calgary is a blend of different bluegrasses. Right. And and a bit of fescue as well mixed in there. It is very invasive and actually can be more invasive than the quackgrass. So if you get your your lawn nice and healthy, it, it'll actually choke out the quack and uh, and and sort of take over. So oh, good, that's good because mine mine this last dry season, of course, uh, the opposite occurred, and of course the grass, quack grass thrived yeah, and if, the lawn grass suffered. Yeah, if you would have been using, like, honestly, with our, our greened up lawn fertilizer, I get so many people coming in this, and most people buy one or two bags as they end up getting one for their neighbor. Um, you'll, you'll water probably half as much, um, oh. and and because you get your root system nice and healthy. So the first year, when you first apply it, water it well like normal. And then once you see it green up, you'll have to water like half as much. Great. So, Great. Good. Yeah. Okay, so I, I thank you uh, very much. You're welcome. Take care. Uh, Thanks, you Bert. as well. Thank you. Thanks. All right. And, Liam, do I need to take a break or am I okay? Okay. Okay, I am okay for a bit. I'm just going to do a couple texts here. And good morning, Merle. I want to give my friend a piece of Virginia Creeper. How do I do this and when? Lots of aphids this year. Absolutely. Thanks and be safe and have fun in Vegas. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate that. And uh, I should be safe. Actually, I, I've had COVID. I've got my vaccination. I pretty much got everything. So I'm like super immune, they say. Supposedly, we'll see whatever happens. I'm not too worried about it, actually. So I'm pretty safe. Um, 
I would say the best thing to do is on the Virginia creeper, you're a little bit late in this, but you can still try and do it, is on the newer growth, if you take cuttings and where you'll see the little um, leaf nods, nodules and that in rooting hormone and then stick that in soil, um, they should still have time to root up here. And, uh, and some people would probably just stick them in water. I like to start most of my cuttings in soil. So just dip them in the rooting hormone, put them into soil, and, and then away you go and should be fine. Um, give that a try. And you might want to wait till early spring. But if you get some roots, plant them. They're pretty hardy. And plant them in a good sunny spot, water them in well, and, and then see what happens from there. But you should should be okay. And you still have time. And you're right, lots of aphids. Best thing for um, Virginia creeper is the pure spray green, especially during that beginning of July is typically where I would start spraying them. And just spray them once a week, no matter what. Just, just go out and spray them. Because once they've done all that damage, the leaf hoppers and the aphids, it's hard to bring them back. And I remember I was doing that project with a – one of our clients out in, in the Heritage Point area, they had a life-size breathing, fire-breathing dragon. And then we had Virginia creeper growing over it. So that became the body. And then him and his son had welded these um, pot holders for out of, the, out of the mouth of it. And we planted red wave petunias. So it looked like fire breathing out of the out of the mouth. It was it was phenomenal. It was just a, that was a fun project. But we used lots of Rage Plus on that and uh, Pure Spray Green to try to help combat the the leaf leaf hoppers and the aphids. I'm going to take a quick break for the news, and when we get back, if you want to join me, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. It's sunny and 12 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Canada is using a newly approved air bridge to evacuate thousands in Afghanistan, feeling from the Taliban in Kabul. Canada's immigration minister said today, by the federal government's count, he said 12 flights and a little more than 1,100 people have been flown out so far. A 16-year-old player with the Edmonton Oil Kings is identified as one of three young hockey players who were killed in a crash in Surrey, B.C. early yesterday. Caleb Reimer is being remembered by a friend as funny and big-hearted. He was a first-round draft pick of the Oil Kings in 2019. Communities northeast of Calgary are collecting donations for a well-known family after a 9-year-old boy was killed and a 14-year-old seriously hurt in a crash Thursday. The Eddie Veen family are well-known business owners in Iracana. Partly cloudy today, chance of showers, a high of 20. Chance of showers tonight with a low of 9. Rain at 11 tomorrow. It's 12 degrees. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Jeff Smith. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone lines right now. I'm going to go to Donovan. Good morning, Donovan. Good morning. I was on my way to the golf course when I heard uh, one of your previous callers talking about his lawn. And I've been struggling with mine for a couple of years uh, you mentioned the fertilizer that you have, which is a great start. But um, one of the things I've been reading about lawns is you need to aerate or remove the thatch. And I did buy a, a de-thatcher, one of those little sun joes that you know, takes yep. all the thatch out. It also has a scarifying attachment. 
and I was debating or wondering what you thought about scarifying versus aeration and then top dressing. Is it sand versus soil? What's the right I, approach? I, I like to do I, I like to do my scarifying or power raking in the spring. So early spring, definitely give it a power rake. You can scarify the top of it. That definitely it, what you're doing is you're cutting the roots up, and that's sort of what aerating does to it. It loosens up the soil, but you're also when you do that, you're kind of cutting the roots, which helps make more. So it's every time you cut it, you kind of almost you get two or three in that same spot. So and and top dressing is important if, if you have poor soil conditions. If you have great soil conditions, you probably don't need to top dress or anything. If And if you're using like our fertilizer, what I do in the spring is I do the power raking, mow it, get it a little bit cut, so it just looks good for spring, do a good spring cleanup, give it a good heavy raking. I put our fertilizer on, I do the first application, and this is usually mid-May, early May, and uh, I give it a good, good application of the green up watered a couple times and then usually from there it just kind of takes off i very like i've never ever aerated any of my grass i have top dressed and i like to use a mixture of sand and and loam mix and you put sort of put a half inch to an inch right over top of the whole area and you'll be amazed like in two weeks the the grass will just eat that up and and devour that loam into the soil and into the is, it, is it a one-to-one mix? And I've got a fairly large lawn. So, you know, I've done a few bags from the garden store, but I need a lot more than that. It might yeah. best to get a couple of bags and do, you know, one-to-one. And I've got a little bit of unevenness due to some landscaping that I've done. So some new sod was laden and I've got old sod. So I'm trying to level that area out. Yeah, in those areas just go a little bit heavier. And and it's hard to do one to one sand because that's you're gonna need a lot of sand then. And I would just do, even if you just get a good garden mix or something like that um, from the garden, like in our bulk area, you can just get the get a couple of get a few yards. And if you have the length times the width, um, if you order it from down at Spruce, we have a little formula. We'll tell you how much you want if you want to go at one inch thick, how many yards you'll need. And uh, and just get the garden mix, and then it already has some good nutrients and all that mixed in there, and and that should be it. And then if you're on the fertilizer three times a year, really you don't have to do a lot. Like once you get it nice and healthy, you get a good root system. It's amazing what the grass will do for you. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, and then you'll look just like the golf course because it, it's <laughs> similar numbers to what the golf course use. Um, and that's why, like, and they don't just buy the 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 golf green or the Scots or whatever. And and I I used to sell that stuff too. And I just it gets it green at the beginning, but then as soon as we get the heat of our summer, you end up having to water so much because there's no middle number. And so what they do is that fertilizer is formulated for more Toronto, where the populations are in Vancouver, where they don't need phosphate in their soil because they're around all kinds of water and there's already phosphate in the soil. Where in Alberta, and especially around Calgary, we need that phosphate in our soil because it's heavy clay. So we need to that's get it. that deep yeah. root system. And and that's the biggest difference. We're, we're getting, when you build, use the phosphate like the 16326, you're getting the high middle number. That gets the roots down nice and deep and 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 it's able to sustain those droughts when it doesn't dry out when you get the heat of the summer it doesn't just because the other ones when it's all 30 zero two 
its own nitrogen that they're feeding it and definitely gets it green, but it cannot sustain through the heat because there's no root yeah. system. And so, that deep root is what I'm looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Every, maybe a little bit of scarifying or, or raking, power raking at the beginning of the season and then just yep. periodic fertilizer. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Three times a year and you'll be, you'll be off to the races and, uh, and everybody going, how'd you get your grass so green? And you'll say, Hey, I got a secret. So there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. All righty. Okay. Keep that between us. Okay. All, All right. right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Eh? Talk to you, Donovan. Bye-bye. I'm just joking about that. I like to spread that around, obviously. Let's go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Okay, Sylvia didn't uh, want to wait for us. That's okay. Let's go to Gary. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you today? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, we've got a, a mountain ash in the backyard that's it's been kind of yellowish all summer. And now there's there's some on the tips of some of the branches, but the leaves are turning brown. Yeah. So any a little idea? bit could have been some sunburn um, from that. If it could have been getting a little bit dry on that, is it just on the tips, like sort of? Well, the, the whole all the branches, like all the leaves, are kind of yellowish, light green, and uh, I, I'm not I'm not thinking it got too dry you know we watered a cup every two weeks we gave it about an inch with a brush like with a sprayer yeah and so i i don't know if it got dry it may have it's yeah it uh, sounds like that could be a little bit dry to me okay. like when they when when the trees start going a little bit um yellow a little bit early like that and and then normally if we had normal rain and that i'd say well maybe it's too wet with the mountain ash but um I, the chance of that happening this year would be slim to none and because yeah. it's just we haven't had that uh, that heavy rain or anything. So with the mountain ash, because I did like my elm in my backyard, it started going yellow. And that's typically when it get, and it did get too dry. Um, and that's the tree's natural defense mechanism. And they just sort of start dropping their leaves. So yeah, I would just ensure that you're and, and fertilize it like this mountain yeah. ash. They because they're producing berries, flowers, foliage. So they got a lot going on. So they're a heavy feeder. So I did give it fertilizer, and we've got a, a an elm that's you know about twenty five feet away, and it's nice and green. Yeah. But uh, and it's sitting on like it's got garden fabric, and then you know small gravel over top. So you know we've never ever and had that, trouble with with dryness. Yeah, in that, that area, heats it up. Maybe. Yeah, that heats it up a bit more even when you uh -huh. have that type of ground cover. So maybe just ensure it's getting a bit more water and uh, and go from there. What you can do is also take a picture of it, take a couple leaf samples in a Ziploc bag and maybe take it into a garden center. If you're near Spruce It Up, go down and see Terry or the team at Spruce. Or if you're near somewhere else, you can head out to one of the other ones in town as well and, yeah, well, uh, and see what they say. Yeah, so just go down and see one of those. I think the folks down there, and uh, and they should be able to help you out. Okay. Alrighty. So what, what it's always good to get. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What about a pear tree that's kind of got the similar coloring in it? There, there, it's in with you know kind of a flower garden, and I'm I'm thinking it got too much water. Um. Yeah, it could have, and and all depends how much you water. And I know Lethbridge, you guys had as much heat as we did, or if not more, um, down there. So, again, this year, I'm 
I'm pushing more lack of water for a lot of trees more so than not enough water or than okay. too much. So again, take a couple of pictures, take a couple of leaf samples and uh, go down and, and just chat with somebody in the tree lots down at the garden center and they should be able to help you out. Okay. Thank you. I, like I said, my thought is it needs more water and, and, and ensure that you're fertilizing. And uh, yeah. and I'd wait a little bit for the fertilizer. You want to wait another week or two, a couple more weeks to get closer to beginning of September before you start fertilizing again. Um, okay. But that's what I – all righty? All right. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And I'm going to take a quick break. And we get back. If you want to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open. You can call me at 403-974-8255. Right now I'm going to go to Ed. Good morning, Ed. Morning. Uh, good show. Uh, I have another long question. For some reason, I noticed this year, my front lawn has had a lot of uh, uh, dead grass spots. They're about maybe six yeah. inches in diameter all over the place. And I, uh, I've watered my lawn decently, but you know, not excessively. Uh, but uh, there seems to be uh, quite a few of these spots this year. Sometimes in the past, I've noticed them, but they've sort of disappeared. But this year, uh, they're, they're really frequent. Yeah, I would say you probably I would dig in there and look for cinch bug. We've seen a lot of that this year, mm-hmm. and uh, so if you just if you just go down there and you'll see there's little tiny, almost like they look like little beetles, and uh, they're in there. There's chewing, and so what I would do there is get our pure spray green, and and then just do a soil drench. So if you mix it up. It's, I think it's 100 mils per liter or something like that. Okay. And then that. just pour it on and pour it on each spot and mm-hmm. do that sort of once a week for two or three weeks. And uh, hopefully that should look after them. Okay. But that's what I'm thinking it is. And just ensure you give those areas a good hard rake, put a little bit of soil on a little bit of grass seed. And, uh, and if you're using our green up lawn fertilizer, it, it should take over and get you looking good again. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Alrighty. Bye. Thanks, Ed. Bye bye. Yeah, we've had a lot of that this year and I've seen a ton of people with with that issue. So the cinches have come in um pretty heavily on us right now, unfortunately. And I'm gonna go to Peter. Good morning, Peter. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great. I've, I've got how can a, I help uh, you? Yeah, I got a, a um one of those landscaping uh pine trees that's probably 30 40 years old maybe 12 feet high but it rounded in a ball that's how they okay. grow and it's dying from the inside out from the base okay um and that's pretty normal right now what you're going to do is it's getting it's going through a shedding process and it's a big mugo pine and you're going to notice it a little bit more and one a couple of my pines are doing it right now too and they sort of they don't all do it at the same time, so it's different than some of the other trees. Like, well, they turn color at no, the same yeah. time or do whatever. So evergreens just tend to do it sort of whenever, and it always yeah. looks worse for a little bit. So you'll get all the yellowing in the middle. It's just a natural yeah. needle shed that they do. So I, I really wouldn't worry. Ensure that you give it a good shot of water. You can even hose it down a bit, 
and uh, and then it should be totally fine. It's just a, and it really sh- on the pines, and especially if you happen to notice it, it'll last for about two or three weeks, and then all those needles will fall off, and then it'll be gone, and you won't, and you'll forget all about it. But that I wouldn't, they I wouldn't worry from about the middle there. No, it, it nope. typically that sort of just as it grows, the bark oh, okay. gets a little bit rougher, gets yeah. sort of a little bit more coarse, and it's just an aging thing. And then as it goes, it'll just shed those needles from the inside, and it, especially on the pine, sometimes it, it's quite alarming because it looks like all yeah. of a sudden it's all bright yellow in there, and you're just like, ah, what's going on? But yeah. that it's just a natural process that the that the evergreens go through. So, like I said, I wouldn't worry. Just give it a good hosing down. And those needles be gone before you know it, and you should be totally good. Okay, very good. All right, thanks, thanks Peter. Thanks. Yep, Take bye. care. Bye-bye. All right, and if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to take my last break of the show, so we do have time to fit in a couple more callers if you like. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We're going to go right to the phone lines. I got a couple of callers lined up. We'll go to Gord. Good morning, Gord. Morning, Merle. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How can I help you out? Hey, uh, my question is um, mulch or bag for lawns. What do you, what do you, sorry, mulch or bag? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Depends how often you cut. If you're, if you're a, a twice a week cutter, the mulching is great. I know when, um, if I'm mowing the grass and, but if you're letting it go too long, it's really hard unless you have a really good mulcher where you're right. not getting the clumps all over. So, and that's the hardest part and keeping your, your blades nice and sharp. Um, so, it, it, the mulching is great if if you're if you're on it right like if you're okay. sort of that two or three week a week um, yeah mowing guy then it's great but if you like so to let it go a little long it's a, it's yeah. a lot harder and and like I said you need a good a good mower with really good sharp blades that that chop it up nice and fine for you otherwise oh. it just clumps on your grass and then you end up raking it anyway so um, yeah. But it does does it does help the the grass itself? Does it? It does. It doesn't hurt it for sure. It adds a little bit of uh, of of the mulch or the thatch in there, which which right. is a good thing. It helps hold the moisture. But again, even if you even if you mulch, say twenty five percent of the time, um, mm-hmm. that would be great. Just to add a little bit of fines and a little bit of back organic material back into the soil, that would be great. Um, okay. so, and then bag the other 75% of the time okay. and, uh, and see how that goes. But again, everything in moderation. And like I said, like I said, if you're, if you're like the golf courses, like they typically don't bag, they bag a little bit, but for the most time they're cutting it all the time. They leave the grass on the golf courses and they're just, yeah. they're just doing nice fine cuts and and it, and everybody sees what it does for them. It works out well. But like sure. I said, if you leave it too long. So, alrighty. Thank you very Anything much. Anything else, Gord? No, All right, I thanks, Gord. Perfect. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye bye. And I'm going to go to 
Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Uh, I have a question, please. I had a beautiful rhubarb plant, uh, several years old, and grew about four feet tall, huge, beautiful leaves. And about a yep. month ago, the leaves started turning red. And actually, I sent you, I texted you a photo, and I, I cut Today? it back, and they're cutting, cut, the new ones are coming up green, but then, then, they, then they turn red. What is the, what's your last three numbers of your phone number? I'll just look for the, I got a lot of texts right now, sorry. So I, oh, okay, uh, it would have been um, uh, 4145. 4145, okay, I'll see if I can see it. I got about 500 emails today, oh. <laughs> which is, or text, which is good, 500. Um, so it went red, though, so I'm trying to think. Typically, again, that would be, if I would say this lack of water. I, well, when I did cut it down the, at the crown, uh, the root of it, it was wet. So I thought, did okay. it get overwatered or it was the stress of the heat? But like now it's cu still coming back green, but then it, they're turning red and I have been, you know, watering it and... Uh, well, if it's a normal red, is it like the red rhubarb though? Like, is it the Canada red or the variety that you will get that nice dark red? Well, the, the stem itself, yes, is beautiful red. It's the leaf, the green leaf. Yeah. Um, so, and I did read something about there's a red leaf disease, and but I'm not sure if what's that happening. could be like. Yeah, without seeing it, and I'm trying to find your text, and I and I can't find it. So I just sorry, I can't uh, find okay. the text right now. Um, and you're Kathy. I thought might be under your name because some people who call lots they have their name here, but no. I don't. I don't see it. I apologize. But I would, if you could take a, even just take a sample into the garden center. Okay. And if you're if you're near us, oh here we are. I think here we are. I think I found you. Yeah, here we are. Sorry. No. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, this looks like a fungus. You have lots of mulch in there. Yeah, uh -huh. it's buried too deep, and it's a little bit too wet. So I'd pull a whole bunch of that mulch away from it. Okay. And it is rotting out on you a bit. So I would say this is lack of sun, too wet, and and it's just buried too deep. Okay, it's it's been so growing you can in that try and spot pull... for about eight years and has done really well. But I know the summer. Did you add? Did you add more soil or anything this year? Or uh, well, in the fall, I always put some mulch compost. over it to protect it. Yeah, it just looks like it's to me. It looks like it's just buried a little bit too deep. Okay, because everything I'm seeing is under the under the mulch. Okay. And so, alrighty. All right, I'll we'll just break everything away. Thank you very okay, much. Thanks, Kathy. Have a good one. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, I'll see here you guys all here next week, and we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.